Hello, med students. My name is Zach Olson, and thank you for downloading this episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. Today, we are talking about one of the core medical procedures in emergency medicine, procedural sedation. This is the procedure that we do with every other procedure. This is how we reduce fractures, cardiovert hearts, even things like popping abscesses and doing lumbar punctures without the patient losing their minds and freaking out. And so what we are going to do today is first cover a super quick three-step approach to procedural sedation. And then we are going to go through the five medicines that you will see attendings use for procedural sedation during your clerkship. We've got lots to cover today, so let's get moving. Here's a quick three-step approach. Step one, you need to channel your inner anesthesiologist and record their two favorite scores, the Malampati score and the ASA. First, determine a Malampati airway score. From easy to hard, just like in video games. Level one is you can see the whole uvula just dangling there. Level two, you can still see most of it. Level three, now you can barely see it. Level four, not even visible. Very hard airway. You also need to determine the ASA score, which is basically how healthy they are. Again, just like in video games, there's easy to hard. Level one is really healthy. Two is some mild illness like high blood pressure. ASA three is a lot of illnesses, so diabetes, COPD, heart disease. ASA four is sick and dying, end-stage renal disease, advanced cancer, that kind of thing. And ASA five is basically dead. And the only reason we are doing the procedure at all is because otherwise they're all dead. Malampati score, ASA. Examine the patient, risk stratify them. That is your first step. Step two, before every procedure, we have to get informed consent. This is, a, this is a procedure and it has risks like aspiration and the patient not breathing and low blood pressure. Sometimes things look like they're gonna be straightforward and I've had patients within five minutes, I thought it was gonna be easy and the patient ends up intubated. It happens. You gotta get informed consent. Step three, gather your supplies. These are kind of the three steps to every procedure. So gather your supplies, you need a nurse, you need an IV, you need them on the monitor, they need to be hooked up to capnography so that you can see how deep they are breathing. You also need your airway equipment, a bag mask, suction, and that sort of thing. Those are your big three steps. Now, this is where things get interesting. You decide you're ready to do some procedural sedation. Now we get to choose our medicines. These are the five big ones that you need to know, including doses. Medicine number one, midazolam. This is Versed. 0.02 milligrams per kilogram IV. Adults, this is usually one milligram of IV midazolam at a time until you get the effect you want. Now this medicine, what it's good for, it's perfect for helping the patient chill out. 
It lasts like an hour. It decreases anxiety. So it's perfect for that squirrely patient who's just kind of freaking out all over the place before a lumbar puncture or before an MRI and that sort of thing. It's relaxing medicine. It helps them settle down. 0.02 milligrams per kilogram midazolam IV. It lasts an hour. Your second medicine, sometimes this is combined with the midazolam, is fentanyl. This is IV pain medicine that lasts 90 minutes and doesn't have any of the itching or other annoying effects of the other narcotics. Now, this is why it gets paired with midazolam so much. Midazolam has no, absolutely zero pain control effect. The patient might be chilled out, but they're still in extreme pain. Fentanyl is the opposite. It's pure pain medicine. So the classic case is an abscess drainage. You know it's going to hurt, so you give them some fentanyl up front to take that edge off in addition to the local anesthetic you're going to use. The dose is one microgram per kilogram. Those two medicines are not typically thought of of procedural sedation, but they do count. And it's very, very useful in the right situation. Sometimes people don't need to be knocked out completely. They just need some relaxing medicine and some pain medicine before a painful procedure starts. The next three medicines, though, are when you want to put the patient just a little bit deeper. You're going to be doing more shocking things like reducing a tough dislocation or fracture, cardioverting, that kind of thing. These medicines, unlike the previous two, only last a few minutes. And so we essentially use them to quickly do the procedure and then let it quickly wear off. So your third medicine is propofol. The dose is 0.5 to 1 milligrams per kilogram IV. This medicine is awesome because it's really titratable. It starts in less than a minute and goes away in about five minutes. So the way it is used are these low and slow mini boluses titrated to exactly where you want your patient sedated to. And then you do the procedure. And by the time the procedure is done, the medicine is done acting 0.5 to 1 milligrams per kilogram propofol. But the downside is that this is probably one of the most likely medicines we're going to talk about to make the patient stop breathing completely. And that requires you to do airway stuff. It also causes low blood pressure. So these medicines are short-lived and no big deal if you kind of anticipate this stuff, but more side effects. Medicine four, Atomidate. This is commonly used for intubation as well. But we use half the dose this time. So the dose of Atomidate is 0.15 milligrams per kilogram. It sets in quickly. It lasts less than 10 minutes. It doesn't cause as much hypotension as propofol. It still causes the same respiratory issues. But in exchange for not having hypotension, you get this myoclonus. It's not dangerous, but it prevents you from doing the procedure if the patient's shaking and all tense. And then the last medicine we're going to talk about today, medicine number five, is ketamine. This is a hot, super hot drug right now, one to two milligrams per kilogram IV. You don't get the hypotension. You don't get the respiratory arrest because it dissociates the patient. It doesn't sedate the patient. This is used a ton in kids. The big downside with ketamine is that some people get this really bad, what are called 
emergence reactions where they lose their mind and go crazy. It's generally contraindicated in patients with psychosis. And the other thing it can cause is something called laryngospasm, where the vocal cords that you would normally intubate through in case of emergency, those cords tense up and clamp down. And now the patient can't breathe. You can't get oxygen through them. You can't get a tube through them. It is a disaster. Very rare, very scary, but that is one to two milligrams per kilogram of IV ketamine. All five of these medicines are basically tools in your toolbox that you can use in different situations. 0.02 milligrams per kilogram of midazolam to relax. One microgram per kilogram of fentanyl for just pure pain control. 0.5 to 1 milligrams per kilogram of propofol, 0.15 milligrams per kilogram of atominate, and 1 to 2 milligrams per kilogram of ketamine for those deeper sedations, but that also end rapidly. Don't forget your basic procedure steps either. You need the Malampati score, the ASA score, consent, and you need to gather up all of your supplies and airway equipment and suction and all that kind of thing. But this is really useful to know. You're going to see this. I hope you found this episode interesting because we're going to be doing this a lot in the emergency department. So feel free to re-listen if you need to. I know it's a lot of doses and stuff. You probably don't really need to remember those right now. But you will learn them by the time you're a resident. All of this is going to be in the show notes as well. If you have any questions, please email me at zach at emclerkship.com. If you love the show, please leave a written iTunes review. And until next time, keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift.